Mic check, one, two, one, two. Ball sack, one, two, one, two. Did you, did you hear them clanging together? No? What the hell are you doing? Masturbation, three, four, five. Kings of all the nations, eight, seven, six. Bald sweaty taco, three, nine, five. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I can hear you now. You're talking? I can I hear you? Yes. You hear me now? Yeah, yeah I got you. What about this? What the fuck is that noise? People cheering? Yeah, I'm gonna use it. It sounds we're horrible. We're back, baby, we're back. Woo! It sounds horrible, though. It sounds like you curling up a plastic bag. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds terrible. Is that part no, of the Zoom? I'm like, a, I'm like a morning Zoom radio DJ. Oh my God, you figured out, that. what is that on the Zoom thing? Yeah, dude, this is a high quality fucking show, man. We're back. I mean, it's true. I mean, at high the end of the day, value, high production value, you know, chasing tail. How do you think I get all these tricks, bro? I tell them on a podcast. This is fucking <laughs> cool. That was, I was laughing out loud when I said that. I was like, chasing, I was like, wait a minute. Well, it's not really chasing tail anymore than I know. Yeah, we, I love how we're having a, uh, I guess we're not doing intro, but uh, welcome to drinking all Connell craft beers. Presented <laughs> to you by Luke and Tom. It's been a minute. Um. Uh, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought. Anyways, um, yeah, no, happy to be back, man. Oh no, we were talking all day, not all day, but for the last hour. Then I checked my Instagram. It's like, yeah, Thomas is out there fucking keeping busy, you know. But hey, the good news is, uh, it did allow me to go to civil society four times in the past two weeks. So that's fun. Fuck yeah. Like, I wondered why the fuck you were there. What is she, one of the bartenders? No, she lives next door. Oh, cool. Yeah, right? That is kind of cool. Um, but um, my buddy Tim that you met actually is not here yet. Uh, but he's on the way. So um, you met him. Uh, he came over to my little shindig when we recorded. Is that the uh, older guy that arrived with JC? No, 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 um, no. Is uh, he's the the dude with the glasses? He brought the the Miami Weiss, I think, right when you showed up, or right after you left, actually. But oh, okay. I'm sure Probably he was one of the guys that walked in when I was leaving. Yeah, yeah, maybe. All right. Actually, but man, I'm happy to be back. It's funny how my my tone of voice changed between the thing I recorded by myself last night and having you on here. I'm just so much like, more excited to like not just talk in the microphone and have my like, few minutes. Like, oh my god, I have a human being to talk to, yeah. and not just my penis. Well, you know what? I think it would make for a more entertaining podcast if I actually thought of talking about penis. <laughs> you have to scare part of hard conversation because like that, that dude and I have been some, through some shit over the years. Fuck yeah, we fucking dented some helmets, haven't we? Like, that's Boy. the fucking truth. But anyway, I'm a. How you feeling? I'm I'm good, man. Like that's the, the fucking. I mean, you know, obviously I'm like my wife was yelling at me all day. She's like, "Take it easy, take it easy." They said, you know, 24 hours, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, I know." So ultimately, um, 
so two things, you know, ended up, I ended up having an orthoscopic surgery for, they found a bone spur, two millimeter piece of like calcified bone that I guess that had snapped off from one of the like edges of my vertebra where I have a little bit of arthritis. Right. And And it was basically just bouncing around inside the fucking nerve pack, which they, you know, they don't know whether that was causing the majority of the pain or not, but um, they removed that and then they gave me, you know, the epidural um, steroid injections, which, like, I'll tell you what, dude, like, I didn't feel a fucking thing when they did the orthoscopic thing and they pulled the piece of bone out and they had to, like, go into the nerve pack to, like, basically find this little piece of bone with the x-ray machine or whatever and pull it out and it was two millimeters so we're talking about a tiny little fucking piece of bone and i didn't feel shit but as soon as they started stabbing me with those fucking needles i wanted to jump off the table and kick those motherfuckers in the tits because (laughs) i promise you like i I mean well here's the funny thing and i told you this but you know obviously nobody knows about on the podcast yet but you know memorial is a teaching hospital so the, the doc comes in and before I know it, you know, he's talking to this guy named AJ, which is apparently another, you know, physician or whatever. And I don't know the way this whole physician thing works. I mean, from what I gather, first year attendings are, they're technically doctors because they've completed school, but they have to go through that first year of attending. And that's when they learn a lot of the hands-on stuff and they're actually involved in surgeries and things. Residency like that. or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, the residency, yeah. So. They, that it's actually yeah it's, you're attending your residency so they're they call them attendings or residents you know it's the same shit so they're first year doctors right and you know this fucking guy is like poking me with the needle and him and i hear and i hear dr chang like remember when you turn the needle this way the needle goes that way in the video uh, turn it this way it goes that way in the video and i'm like in my head thinking oh fuck like are you kidding me dude uh just thinking about me you just gave me lower back pain just Bro, just getting three words so, so he's moving this fucking needle around in my back and all of a sudden i'm just like ah and i feel like like pain shooting down my side and dr Tang's like no 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 he's like you you went too far pull it back pull it back and i'm like and i'm like is this dude butt fucking me like what's going on right now and so that was the first that was the first time that he that he uh corrected the guy so then he then same shit like i feel something weird a little bit of pressure and dr chang's like no 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 you know not there he's like you know you need to come over more laterally and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna fucking murder this guy so third time that he corrects him and i just was like i was like dr chang no offense to anybody in the room and i was like no offense to you aj i was like but you guys are making me extremely uncomfortable laying here face down with these needles in my spine and to hear you continuously correcting this guy it's freaking me out i was like so can you please take over the procedure i can't handle hearing that you know i was like it's one thing to have somebody under like you know doing a surgery and being like yeah man don't drop those forceps in their fucking chest you know whatever but don't forget the sponge exactly but when a fucking guy is wide awake and he hears you literally correcting the guy and feels the movements like i'm not you know nope 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 and he's like well we are a teaching hospital and i was like okay well i'm paying the bill i'm the fucking client i mean the 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 patient and i'm asking you to please take over the procedure he was like okay the deal yeah so he took over but i promise you dude i think he hurt me on purpose like i think he i think he was like pissed off that i said that and he like 
went deeper into the nerve pack like than he normally would have, which maybe was a blessing because maybe him doing that, you know, gave me a better, you know, placing of the chemical, you know, the, the medicine or whatever. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, dude, it hurt like a motherfucker. And I got to a point where I was laying on the table and I'm my whole body's shaking. And he's like telling me to calm down, dude. When my blood pressure was like 195 over 130, like I was just in so much pain and both of my legs were like seething they were not only in pain but they were on fire and was it so, cortisone you, you you're not sure what they injected you with right yeah it's ultimately like you know stero- corticosteroids yeah. and um and uh you know i guess the part of the corticosteroid injection is also uh uh starts with an l i can't remember the name of it but um you know so anyway so he says he's done. He you know pulls the fucking needle out, and I feel mm. that fucker come out, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm laying there. My butthole hurts. Exactly. Dude. They, they fucking they clean me up, they bandage me, and he's like, you know, I'll come see you in a few minutes in the recovery room. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I get out, and I will say this: that are you in wheelchair this whole time, or are they wheeling your table around? Like, are you moving, or because I know you're. Uh, yeah, I went from I went from wheelchair to. The, to the table and then back into the wheelchair okay but, he, but here's the funny part is that like one of the reasons why we haven't done a show since fucking may 12th and i haven't really seen you or hung out or done anything is because i have been having a really hard time walking and ultimately what happened is i got to the point where the nerve pain was so bad that it would literally shoot from my lower back into my glute and then it comes around the front of my leg into my knee and it's making my knee feel unstable to the point where i feel like i can't put my weight on my knees tons and tons of pain like just amazing immense pain and then the worst part is even just wearing long shorts like i normally would to go out anywhere the shorts touching the front of my kneecap would feel like somebody had a friggin' knife stabbed into the front of my knee which is moving it back and forth like it was just when is your birthday february 1st i'm gonna get you some nice like four inch chubbies for your birthday <laughs> So if this so, ever happens, at least you'll get some. You'll have something to wear when we're out. I know, right? So I'm like, dude. So that was that's just really been the biggest issue. But here's the great part: is I get up off the table and I go to step down off of the little stool onto the floor, and as soon as my right foot hits the floor, boom, solid as a rock. Like I, I didn't, I had, I did not have that like shaky feeling. I didn't have the pain in my knee. So immediately I'm optimistic and I'm like, oh, wow, like that's a fucking big difference compared to how I just felt before I got on this table. Like climbing onto the to the table from the floor, my fucking legs felt like twigs, you know, like they felt like they were, you know, just like going to snap any minute. And as soon as my foot hit the floor, it felt sturdy as all be. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. So I'm still in a ton of pain, though. And I get in the recovery room and I go over there and he comes out and he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, I fucking hate you. And I literally said, and he goes, oh, I know you probably hate me right now. And I said, no, I really do hate you because I think you hurt me on purpose. And he goes, no, come on, please don't say that. He's like, I would never do that. And I was like, no, I was like, I think you're upset that I, that I asked you not to let AJ croak and prod me anymore. And so I think you hurt me on purpose. And he's like, and he comes, he's like, no, no, please. And I'm like, I'm just breaking your balls, man. I'm like, as far as I feel, as far as I was, I was telling the truth, but as far as I felt at that point, I was like, but I honestly feel pretty good. I was like, I feel sturdy, which is something that I haven't felt in a long time. And he's like, what do you mean? Explain that to me. And I told him exactly what I just said. And he was like, oh, that's a damn good thing. And I'm like, yeah. So I got home last night, you know, woozy, like feeling, you know, pretty shitty. My fucking, my lower back, like, you know, where they did 
all the procedure and everything was just in fucking pain and um it was uh you know like uh what throbbing and shit and i just had a hard time sitting had a hard time laying down it didn't really matter what the fuck i did i just wasn't comfortable sitting in my normal chair that has been like my go-to space for the last like two months um wasn't was a no-go because just the the way that it positioned like my butt just wasn't working laying down wasn't working sitting on the couch wasn't working kitchen table didn't work bar stools weren't working i honestly felt the best standing up so i just kind of stood up and leaned on the bar and kind of hung out by the time i got home she was like you know when you get home they they didn't want me to take like ibuprofen or anything for two days because it's like a blood thinner so i didn't take anything prior to the to the procedure so as soon as i got home i fucking popped 10 ibuprofen and uh and took a tylenol three and about two hours after I got home, I was like, all right, now I'm feeling good. So then I then I started, you know, really being able to realize like how sturdy I felt, how good I could walk. Still had a little bit of a limp yesterday, but I'll tell you what, man, I woke up at about two o'clock in the morning after, you know, going to bed last night. And as soon as I got out of bed, I was just like, I stood right up. No, normally I would have like had to hold on to the dresser and have one hand on the bed to get like, to even get my footing underneath me so that I felt strong enough to even stand. I just sat up from the bed and just stood right up. And I was like, it's amazing how we take shit like that for granted. You know what I mean? Right. It's normal. And and now I'm just like, wow. So I walked to the bathroom perfectly fine. You know, I would stand at the toilet to take a piss and I'd be fucking shaking. And I would, you know, be fucking pissing on the fucking toilet seat because I couldn't hold myself steady sometimes, you know, and it was just, you know, I mean, lead to toilet bowl because I always lift the lid because I do have women in my house. But, uh, and I am a courteous, courteous gentleman. And I even do wipe up. Right. I even do wipe it up after I get a little on the bowl and all that shit. But, but, but I mean, it was good. I just took a piss, felt good, went right back to bed, laid down. My, because my BP was so high yesterday, they recommended that I take another blood pressure pill when I got home last night. My blood pressure medicine does have a um, a water, you know, like ex- extraction pill. It has a diuretic essentially um, with it. So I was pissing all fucking night. So I woke up like every hour on the hour to piss. So I didn't get the greatest night's sleep. But when I woke up this morning, officially, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I feel good. Like, I was like, I can walk. Like, no, you know, still a little bit of discomfort in my lower back and whatever from the procedure. But I mean, I didn't take, I took five ibuprofen this morning just for shits and giggles just to see you know how i felt and that's all i've taken all day so other than that i've been good and i just pray that it lasts at least you know a reasonable amount of time because i'll be honest dude i i had gotten to the point where i was in so much pain i told my wife i'm like babe if i get one full day of relief out of this out of these injections i will be the happiest person on the planet because i'll just have one more thing to be thankful for because at the end of the day like i've had family friends my mom has been in pain for years and I don't, I, I've never, you know, you don't understand it until you feel it. You don't understand what they're going through until you're that person. And every single fucking thing you do in a day doesn't come without pain. I mean, I couldn't put my fucking socks and shoes on by myself. I had to get my kids and my wife to help me. I couldn't, you know, I mean, dude, I, I had, I, I figured out, I figured out a way to stand up and lean against the wall to wipe my ass because I couldn't wipe my ass sitting on the toilet. You know what I mean? I mean, and I know this is like going to probably a little TMI, but that's the, the kind of shit I had to do because I couldn't get comfortable 
or move because of my back and how I fucked up everything was. You know, I couldn't sit on the toilet. The toilet seat in our new master bathroom has like an, a rim on it. And it's it's not a flat toilet seat like most toilet seats are. It's almost like one that would be like out at a, at a, at a public place where the edge of it actually sits up higher on the outside than the middle of the toilet. So when you sit down, that edge of the toilet seat is actually like digging into your butt and your hips. So if I would sit there for more than like five minutes, my right foot would fall completely asleep and I wouldn't be able to get up. I'd have to call my wife and she'd have to come help me off the toilet. You know, I mean, it just, and this is all, this is, this is like debilitating stuff that makes a fucking male human being feel absolutely worthless. I think it'd make anybody feel yeah. absolutely broken. Yeah. No, and a lot of it I don't talk about. I didn't tell anybody until really now, like all the shit that I was going through. But I mean, there were days that I just literally sat here for the entire day in my one chair where I was comfortable and I would just stare out the window into the backyard and just be there. You know what I mean? Right. Literally, literally just existing, not living, not enjoying my life, not fucking nothing. Just staring out the back window like a fucking patient in a, in a fucking, you know, old folks home, you know, like wondering when the grandkids are going to come by and see him. I mean, you know, that's how I felt. I mean, it was just, I mean, no desire to want to do anything, no determination, no drive, no ambition, struggling every day, even to just do my work. You know what I mean? Like, right tired all the time because I could never get a full night's sleep. You know, I was lucky if I would sleep maybe three or four hours a night intermittently, you know, and and all this stuff intermingles. So what people don't realize is that when you have, you know, like back pain like this, it affects everything from your groin muscles to your hip flexors, to your knees, to your calves, to your ankles, to your feet. Like it I would wake up one day and it would feel like my groin was pulled so bad that I wouldn't be able to like lift up my leg to put it in a pair of jeans or get in my car or, you know, put it in a pair of shorts or get in my car. I would have to literally reach down behind my knee and lift my leg up to get it in the car because my groin muscle would feel like it was stressed or strained. But the reality was the muscle was perfectly fine. It was just the nerve that was overacting it and causing the pain. You know what I mean? And it just, I mean, I went to the physical therapist for six weeks and in six weeks, fucking nothing. She didn't do a damn thing, but hurt me more. Right. It wasn't her fault. It was just the nature of everything that was going on. So, well, it's also, and then at that point, like, so you can't sleep, right? So it, it drives up your blood pressure. It makes your body not heal as well because the pain's keeping you up at night. So you're also in a vicious, and then it's making you feel even more depressed because then you're never rested. Yep. And you're even more sad during the day. So it's like just everything you were kind of like in this per like continuous loop of just one thing causing another thing that was causing the other thing that was causing the original thing that kept you from sleeping. And that not sleeping made everything else worse, making it worse and worse and worse. So yeah, that's yeah, that's fucked, man. You're scaring the shit out of me because I've had the hip pain for like five years now. Yeah. And uh, it's like, it's it's not painful, but it's constantly there. Like I never not feel, not feel my, my hip. Right. And I'm like, uh, and I've already thought of it when you started talking about what you had to go through last week, over the past few weeks. I was like, man, I was like, I know I have a feeling in a couple of years, I'm gonna have to do the same fucking thing for my hip. 
I hope not, but God. I mean, neither do I, but I'm like, if I could make it go away, because there's not a single second that comes by. I would definitely get going to a good chiropractor. No, that's the thing. A chiropractor fucked me up, and I will never... I can't trust him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my fault, partially. It's mostly my fault, but I went to a chiropractor after a fucking bottomless brunch. Mm. You're supposed to be nice and hydrated. Well, I went nice and drunk, and... um, fucking he did this move on me where he did the he took you know he took my right knee put it up to my chest and put his entire weight down on it boom right knee went fine he did it to my left and it just my hip hasn't been the same since it's been like five or six years at this point and every there's not a second that goes by where i don't feel it so i actually started strength training again okay I can, yeah. And that's why I do yoga at least once or twice a week. I just started doing strength training once or twice a week. Um, and uh, and also I know my back is all jacked up and shit. But um, I have like back spasms. and But I know, yeah, it's like, you know, fucking 35 in two weeks. And I'm like, oh, by the way, uh, I did invite you to every... Oh, yeah, you already know. Yeah. Cool. Just making sure. Um, but um, so, yeah. No, it's scary, man. Especially as we get older... I mean, you're a little bit old. You know, you're a couple summers older than I am. I'm still, I'm still a youngin. But um, it is scary, man. You know, that's why I felt bad, and that's why I knew you. You were in a funk. Uh, and we're not. We'll, we'll get to the beer review, guys, in a minute. Sorry, uh, but um, that's why I try to. I, I, I'm very bad at being the first person to text people, but I always try to like still check up on you, and I could tell. Yeah, I just like, yeah. you're like, yep, okay. <laughs> cool like hey are you okay yeah 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 i was like okay he's clearly not but you're like then you would open up a little bit more and i was like all right at least he's moving forward you know and of course as always anything you need i got yours so i'm definitely one of those i'm just one of those people i don't like putting my fucking woes on other people so it's like when somebody asks me it's not that i'm trying to be a dick or say oh no i'm fine it's just you know it's when you're nobody i don't i don't think there's very many guys in the world that like burden like feeling like they're burdening their friends with their woes you know what i mean so for me it's like and i'm and i've always been pretty independent person so it's just you know it's taken a lot for a lot of like my even my guy friends you know outside of the podcast to be like dude like what's up with you like are you good because like we message you and you don't answer or you do answer but it's like a one word response and we don't know what the fuck's going on and and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just fucked up. My back hurts. You know, and it's like, and they get it. And, you know, and you kind of get that same guy response. All right, well, if you need anything, I'm here. Okay. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, I don't, I don't unappreciate that stuff. It's just until I'm in a better place, there's nothing I can do. You know what I mean? It's like, cause I'm not in the mood to fucking have a conversation. I'm not in the mood to like jump on a call and be like, Hey man, how you doing? Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like I would, I was fucking there was nothing worse to me than getting on a phone call with somebody so even when i had like work calls lined up i would be like dreading them until the last second and then because you know you're i'm in fucking immense pain and hey what's up guys how's everybody doing what's going on you know you got to put on that phony fucking face of being well life is grand the world is good yippity fucking yeehaw when at the end you know when all i want to do is fucking smash a beer bottle over my head and fucking knock myself out so it's definitely been tough but anyway i'm definitely feeling better and i just hope that this lasts there's two reasons i hope it lasts now the first reason of course is i just don't want to be in pain again and i want to be able to because hope i'm praying that if this lasts long enough that i can get back in the gym and start working i can drop some of this fucking weight 
to the point where I will start fixing this myself through chiropractic care and, you know, and weight loss. So that way I don't end up having to have surgery. Right. Dude, I do not want that fucking injection again because that shit fucking hurts. I don't, and and I'm not saying that it may not even have been as bad the injection itself as it was just laying in that position for that length of time in pain. You know what I mean? Because a lot of it, I mean, as he's like jabbing the needle into the nerves, it just, and caused the, the pain in my legs to become 10 times more excruciating or worse. So, and the burning is one of the things that I can't stand, man. I can deal with the pain more so than I can the burning. But once, when nerve pain becomes that, when that seething burning sensation, like I used to get it in my hands for the carpal tunnel, it's like, there's nothing worse than that because you can't do anything. You can't, you can't spray it with water to make it go away like you would if it was actually on fire. That shit's internal fucking flames basically that you you could be staring at your hand and it's perfectly normal but that fucker feels like it's sitting inside a five alarm fire right <laughs> you know yeah well i had a that's why i asked when you said the fire part if it was a cortisone because i i did um i had a foot injury that nobody could figure out what it was i had to get x-ray and shit like that but um nobody could figure anything that was wrong but i was in a pretty good amount of pain and I got a cortisone shot in between my toe muscles and the bones and everything in a couple different spots, which, mm-hmm. holy fuck. If it's if it's anything like the gauge and needle she used in between my toes on your back, yep. uh, save me. But um, I, had the, I had the same reaction. Like, they I actually didn't gauge, sleep that Yeah, they, they use a six-gauge needle. Yeah. <clears throat> now, a needle... The needle that I use to to draw my testosterone out of the bottle. Oh, I didn't know you're on TRT. Yeah, I oh. use the, the the needle that I use to draw my testosterone out of the bottle is 18 gauge, and the one I inject myself with is 25. They use the six gauge needle on my spine. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. basically like a fucking like, like an epidural, straw. like a straw. Yeah, it's, it was an epidural. They literally called it a bilateral something epidural. Yeah, that's what the actual like terminology for the yeah. for the um, procedure. That's what, yeah, that's why I kind of figured. That's why I was like, I couldn't imagine the size of that fucking needle in there. Oh my god, he even said it. He's like, yeah, when you're dealing with the larger gauge needle, like the six gauge, every movement is important. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, dude, you basically have a fucking gas station fucking nozzle in my <laughs> asshole right now, and you're t- telling this guy where to reposition it. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, no way, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not we're not playing this game. Uh, dude, I've never seen a six gauge needle, so I don't even know how I don't wanna, yeah, I don't even want to find out. I'm no. good. But yeah. I I almost stabbed myself with the 18 gauge one time because I used it to draw the test out and then I forgot to switch it. And I almost I got literally to the skin before I looked down and realized I was like, holy shit, that's a pipe cleaner. I came <laughs> back and I fucking took it off and put the 25 gauge on. Uh, and an 18 gauge is massive, so I can't imagine what a six gauge to me has to be like a straw. Yeah. Yeah, like a shotgun barrel right to your yeah. spine. Oh my god, it's crazy. Uh, um, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I was gonna say, are you? Because I don't. If you're not drinking, by the way, I'm not I'm not upset at all. Um, I had I had the choice between two lovely, lovely beers. <laughs> One being a Corona Extra that uh, was left over from work, and uh, I'm actually having the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. 
Oh, I like that. Uh, That's a pretty yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. That's solid. It was buy one, get one at Publix. 12 you guys, pack. Did you get the big one, the 19.2? The no, one. no. It's just a normal size can. It was the they're, they're, the the 12 packs were, were buy one, get one. So I think I paid like 13 bucks for a 24 pack or something oh, like cool. that. Is it a can or a mm-hmm. bottle? Yeah, can. But I have, um, I have, one, of the, I have one of the 19.2 ounce tall boy cans in the fridge. Yeah, the ones you got at 7 Eleven now? Yep. This one is, I'm drinking a key lime pie sour from Grains of Virtue. Ooh, that sounds good. In uh, Oakdale, California. I got this from Drew. It says graham crackers, fresh key limes, vanilla, and marshmallow are layered perfectly into each pour. Each sip is so fresh, it'll be like eating pie fresh out of your woman's thighs. That's really what it says on the bottle? No, it says fresh out of the oven. <laughs> I oh. had to add that part. I was like, dude, holy shit. Six <laughs> percent ABV. And I'm I'm I must admit that it's I'm it's not bad. Like I'm actually I'm actually enjoying it, but it does kind of taste like the smell of pine salt with mm-hmm. like a creamy marshmallowy granola like graham cracker crust on the back end. So the, the front note is kind of that pine salt flavor taste, but but the back end is saving it because of the marshmallow and the graham cracker. So it's it's really not bad. I mean, I, I know I made it sound horrible by saying pine salt, but it's not bad. It's just key lime is really hard to get right because it has that potential to go off into like almost chemically flavored. And this does, t- the key lime portion of the beer does taste a little chemically, chem- mm-hmm. a little chemical. Yeah. But when I talked about my graham uh, cracker, served it up. So, Good. yeah, I, that's so it's, it's funny you say that because I I do taste that for sure uh, in the stuff that I that I've had recently. Did I uh, last conversation we had? Did I already talk about the Pontoon Brewery Barrel Aged Stout, the one the the one that I got at Riverside that was delicious? I think we did right that one Friday episode we recorded real fast. Yes, because you talked sure about you mentioned that one. Okay. Yeah. That so hang cool. on then. You're good. You go to your yeah, no, so, civil society notebook. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to go back because I, I, I don't date the stuff I'm having. Um, oh, no, you're good. But yeah. uh, did, I, did I talk about, did I talk about, I haven't talked about Funky Buddha then. No, you didn't tell. You talked okay. about going there, right. but you didn't tell us about the beers. All right, cool. So Funky Buddha, what a fucking disappointment. They did have one that was decent, uh, okay. but they had... <clears throat> They had a High West whiskey, uh, barrel aged mint julep, mm-hmm. which I'm actually a big fan of. Their I'm actually a big fan of mint juleps, period. Right. Uh, but I'm actually a fan of their mint julep beer, and this one was, I think, different from the ones that I've had before because aged in High West whiskey barrels. Um, it tasted great. Um, a you know, lots of mint julep flavor, which not everybody's super cool with, but I'm I'm a big fan of. Um, and it got stronger in flavor as it warmed up. Pretty standard stuff. Um, Sticky Nut, which is their nutty version of uh, their Rice Krispie Treat beer. Yeah. Just sucked. I mean, not okay. sucked, because it's kind of mean to say that, but thin, watered down, not memorable, kind of a, a mashup of flavors that I didn't necessarily think made sense. And no, like, serious, like, standout characteristic. Right. Um, I had a High West, also, uh, whiskey barrel-aged stout called um, Void Shake. Not bad. Pretty thin. Easy to drink. And that was also 12%. Uh, 
so wasn't bad. Now let's d- dive deep into uh, Civil, which I did not review every one that I've had because um, sometimes I get sidetracked, you know what I mean? No uh, But <laughs> I had something called si- uh, Side Dish. It was a sour, very good, fruity, not overly sour. It did the first night I had it because I had it twice. I had it once where I didn't order it and I took a couple sips. It left kind of a strange mouthfeel after the thing. Okay. Uh, when I had it on my own, I had a whole pour. Um, it was like my fourth beer of the day on an empty stomach at like noon. <laughs> so uh, I didn't take crazy notes, uh, but it did have marshmallow and cream cheese in it, which I mean, it wasn't super prevalent. It was just mostly like a fruity sour, uh, like a fruity, lightly sour, sour. Um, Did it have like a like thick creaminess to it or no? A little bit, yeah. It was definitely, but that's the thing. There's nothing thin at Civil, so it's, you know what I mean. Everything is kind of hazy. Can never see through the glass. I mean, I had one or two of them uh, of all the ones that I've had where you can see, but like when I picture a Civil Society beer, I always picture a fresh, right? And that was very much like a bright red version of a fresh in terms of like consistency. All right, cool. Um, but I had a secret secrets are no fun tropical IPA 9.6% no booziness to it uh, some tropical fruit to it so um, the first you know uh, Kelsey who I was at the bar with that night um, she's like this tastes like puke that was great she's like I also hate IPAs so I was like I look at the menu at Civil 100% IPAs like there was one other beer that was on the IPA was side dish. <laughs> so, but um, I will say this because you ever, ha- yeah, you, you know, Starburst um, and like uh, Skittles and stuff, they're, you know, they taste like candy, but okay. they make, they also make tropical fruit versions of them. Yes. And I'm actually, I love those two candies, but I really do not care for the tropical fruit version because I think the tropical fruit version taste like the the fake candy fruity taste tastes more chemical to me gotcha. than uh than kind of the, the the straight to your face punch that the normal flavors have right and this had a slight hint of that flavor gotcha. it's kind of hard to put in you know it's hard to explain without like giving an actual full explanation but that was there it was great man i mean fuck 9.6 it could have been it could have been that they used like uh, a junk Maybe. flavoring like <laughs> like additives versus real yeah a little bit of yeah a little bit of flavoring and maybe have been what was you know what's through the that put that little bit of hint at the end because it wasn't overwhelming it was just kind of a finish uh i had palm shadow palm shadow so juicy uh hoppy ipa uh it was also supposed to be a tropical ipa uh but uh, not it didn't have that tropical fruit flavor that the secret secrets have Mm -hmm. that secrets had um, and then the two others that I had were actually more of a standard hazy, more in line with, uh, with let's say, less. They were less like a typical civil society beer and more of a stereotypical hazy IPA. So nice uh, shipping delay, nice clean, refreshing IPA, very crushable. Uh, Alligator Rodeo, very similar, clean, light, light, light and crisp. Uh, some some hoppiness to it, super refreshing. Uh, again, that was um, 8.5 percent 
also. So I think everything that they've had there that I've had was at least 6.8 all the way to 9.6%. Mm-hmm. Cool. So they're definitely fucking high test, but um Oh, and I also tried their uh their their fro- their froze. That was fun. I had a couple sips of it. Uh, but it's cool, man. That place is that, that place is dope. I, I don't think I've really ever had a, a bad beer there. But it, uh, you know, ultimately that's kind of the, the double-edged sword, right? They do something so well that everything I think kind of tends to to mix and and taste about the same. Yeah, that's a, it's a it's kind of yeah, it's very tough. It's, it's very similar to like Monkish, where like you get a lot of beers from them, and you'll get you might get two or three back to back that taste very similar. It's very hard yeah. to distinguish, you know, right? Because their base is so like similar. But right. so <clears throat> I got a bunch, man. Like, I, and I'm not. I don't think I have quite as many as you, but I got four or five. So I'm gonna. I actually was pleasantly surprised because over here. We actually have an ABC Liquors almost the same distance from my new house as I did from my old one. Not quite, not quite as walking, not quite as walking distance, but right around the corner. And <clears throat> the killer part about this one is these guys have a ton of local beer. Like okay. I went in there and they had like unbranded brewing. They had some Jay Wakefield stuff. They had Do South. They had Beat Culture. They had a couple things from uh, from. Uh, tripping animals, like I was like, holy shit! I'm like, they have a lot of good stuff. They had the tank, they had Biscayne Bay, they had a bunch of different local stuff in there. And I actually ended up grabbing a four pack of Vamoose, which was a hazy double IPA from Beat Culture. It's an 8.5 percent New England. Um, it was mad hazy, and like straight up mango juice, man. Like the the head, the 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 front note <clears throat> was all mango. A little bit of grapefruit tartness on the back end. And a slight bit of bitter hoppiness, but definitely a good overall beer. It was about a month old, so I think it was still, you know, in a good in a good spot. And the great part about it was it was actually in the cooler, which is one of the things that I used to get upset with about the ABC over here in Pines by my old house was that they would always have these like fresh hop beers. I mean, and they would be warm. They'd be sitting out on the craft beer shelf instead of in the cooler. You know, things like Toppling Goliaths, uh, King Sue, and stuff like that, which are phenomenal beers. And if you didn't buy it, like, the day that it landed, two weeks later, it was already bad. So, it was just a, you know, it was a shitty situation. And these guys, I even talked to some of the younger guys that work here at this one, and they were like, nah, man, like, we go to all these breweries, so we make sure we take care of the beer. I was like, hell yeah. So... Rated that one a 3.9 out of 4. I mean, a 3.9 out of 5 on untapped. The After having two more cans of it, I still have one left in the fridge. I probably would have dropped that down to like a 3.5 because it was more of a... I think I, I overrated it because it was the first beer that I had had in a while. And I think going back after having a couple more, it didn't quite deserve that high of a rating, but it was still a damn good beer. The uh, first one of my first monkish bomb from since being in this house from andy i mean from yeah from andrew my buddy was uh the plural of vinyl is vinyl and that's a it's a double imperial new england ipa from monkish 8.1 percent rated at a 4.5 out of 5 i was like it takes me back to the tropical ipa day traditional ipa days tropical bitter hoppy and delicious layered up the right way and finished hard on the palate like an ipa should be fuck yeah Rated that a 4.5 out of 5. And it just, dude, 
even though it was a hazy IPA, it hit me the way that a traditional IPA back in the day would, even though it had that haze to it, wasn't a lot of juiciness. It was hoppy. It was bitter. It was a fuck up your tonsils. Here's what, here's what hops are in this bitch. Enjoy it and swallow it down, motherfucker, kind of beer. Like it really, I mean, I'm an IPA guy. So when things start, when these, when hazy IPAs became a thing and they really started coming out, the thing that killed me about them was that a lot of times they would lose what made an IPA an IPA, which is that hoppy bitterness. You know what I mean? And, right. and I think that was, you know, ultimately that was the, the idea was to come out with a beer that was easier to drink, but they could still technically call it an IPA. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, I think that these should have been a style of their own. They should have just been called New England ales, you know, right. something like that versus really being called an IPA. But this one just to like- me, I, when I think of a, of a very stereotypical IPA, I think of a uh, torpedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Absolutely. Sierra Nevada or, or it's Sierra Nevada. Yeah, a torpedo. Yeah. That's like the quintessential. Yeah. Punch you in the mouth IPA for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And I just, I definitely fell in love with this beer. This one, we were really worried about that this, we were really worried that this whole um, box of beer was going to show up and be any good because this was the one that got like sent. It was in. It got. It got to Opalaka, then somehow made its way to in Illinois, and then made it across Illinois, and then somehow made it to New York, and then from New York it went to Virginia, and then back to Opalaka. Been waiting for for three weeks. Dude, it was like eighteen days from the day that he shifted until it arrived on my doorstep. I thought, I thought you already got it. Oh, I did. But that's what I'm saying. This beer was the first one I oh, got okay, okay. out of that batch. And I was like, we were really worried that the beers weren't going to be any good because of how much time they spent, you know, floating around the freaking United States. But they were actually, they so far, they've all been damn good. So the second one in the, in that, uh, in that uh, group was California Freshie. It's another one from Monkish. It's a double IPA, 8.2%. Rated it a 4.2 out of 5. And this was a West Coast style IPA. Just fucking delicious. Double delicious West Coast. Takes me back. Piney, hoppy, bitter, delicious. Nice fucking see-through beer. You know, I mean, just a perfect clarity. No haze. Just that pour it in the glass and it's got that perfect fucking horse urine color that all beer should have. <laughs> and, uh, and I just, I mean, I, I loved it. I didn't rate it as high as the previous one because it just wasn't as good. But it was a damn good beer and I was super super happy with it and he sent me a couple more west coast in the new package that i just got back just got from him yesterday it landed while i was at the hospital and i was like i could i can't wait to i actually posted a little bit ago but the uh then we got the illusion evolution which is another new england style double ipa from monkish uh 8.4 this one was the lowest of these four that i rated so far 3.7 uh, slightly more acidic than I'd like, but it didn't destroy the palate, just upset it. So ultimately, when some of these beers were really, really fucking new, like when even though this was this this was 18 days before I got it, he had bought it like two days before he sent it to me. So it was like canned. It was only like 20 days old when I got it. And sometimes with certain IPAs, it, they need time to settle before they are actually should be drunk, should be drank, and. A lot of these companies will rush you to the to drink it and it, you know like especially monkish because it says right on the side you know like drink freshy like they you know they they push you to drink it right away 
but certain IPAs, certain hop combinations, you know, it just, they need time to mellow and kind of like, you know, and kind of just find their place in the beer. Yeah, they like uh, like when you're cooking, and you know you don't just throw the ingredients all together and then put it on the plate. You let them simmer and sit yeah. and and get and to you know, each other. Some of, these yeah. beers, some of these beers really need that, and and a lot of times we call that a green beer where it's just too green, and maybe it wasn't quite fermented enough. Maybe they kind of you know pulled it out of the fermenter a little bit too quick and just got it in cans. So they needed to move it. Who knows? But it just wasn't quite ready, in my opinion, to be consumed. And that was why that's where a lot of that acidity comes from, where you get you get an acidicness that almost burns the palate when you drink the beer. And to me, there's nothing enjoyable about that. So was not a massive fan of that one. The uh, last one was Lunar Aspirations from Monkish Triple I New England IPA, 10.4%, rated a 4.2 out of 5. It was delicious, creamy, the monkish way with just the right amount of bitter hops and sweet finish. No sense whatsoever of the 10.4% ABV. And I just, I mean, I can't say enough good things about this beer. The only thing that would have made it better would have been in in all reality would have been a little bit more flavor. What I mean by that is, is that you got a lot of hop, you got, and you got, there was a lot of hops in terms of like a bitterness and there was a lot of sweet but there was no distinguishable flavor. Like I didn't get any specific fruit flavors. Like, you know, obviously the bitter, a lot of bitterness too comes from citrus. So you get a like citrus bitterness, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a distinguishable flavor. Like I didn't get grapefruit. I didn't get peach. I didn't get mango, stone fruit, you know, uh, um, apricot or anything like that. It was just kind of, it was just, it was like, a, it wasn't really distinguishable flavors, but I still really enjoyed it. I mean, for a triple, and to be at 10.4 percent, have no hint of the ABV. Right. That was that's a scary. Uh, I, well, that's that's also another thing, right? You know, we were, I was saying, and now you're saying is, is there anything that's really under seven percent nowadays? I feel like the, I feel like the the average is is eight to ten. Yeah, I mean, most craft beer places, I think that you know their average. You look at the board. They're averaging, you know, anywhere from like eight. I mean, I would say seven, seven and a half. Six point seven. I feel like on the low end is a six point seven. Yeah, and they'll, you know, depending on where you go. I mean, certain ones are known for having lower ABV stuff. So you go to places like Do South, Copper Point, they're gonna have lower ABV. Yeah, that's true. They have, that's they have, true. A, they have a lower spectrum altogether. They might have a twelve percent stout, but then their highest IPA may only be eight percent or something like that. You know, nothing yeah. really crazy. So. Um, that's true. But uh, what was I going to say? So you go through that and then, and it depends, you know, like you go to, you go to like a Jay Wakefield and the average on the board board will be 10%. Yeah. Or like a invasive, right? Same thing. Exactly. Or, or where did we go? Orchestrated mine too was, was, I feel like pretty up there. Yeah. They were probably Uh, average of about 8%. I mean, yeah. Civil. His his sour, even his sours were like 8%, which is, you know, is high. Like normal, most sours when you go somewhere will be from five to 7%. They're not really, most sours don't typically go above to like that eight, 9% mark. Yeah. 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 An imperial sour, but he had both sours that he had on the menu were both eight percent. Right. So it was a uh, yeah. I mean, it's and I'm cool with that because, dude. I mean, ABV all day. Like, give me all the fucking, give me all the ABV. I'm good with that shit. I just, I know for a fact. And the funny part is, I think they kind of went the opposite way that the industry was trending because I talked to a lot of brewers 
last year before COVID, and a lot of people were starting to make lower ABV shit because customers were coming in and getting so fucked up off of two or three beers that they weren't staying around long enough to spend enough money. But I think what happened is the shift of a lot of people going from coming in and buying beer in, you know, and hanging out in the in the tap room in the bars to buying to go, people started asking for higher ABV shit. Cause they're like, dude, if I'm gonna buy this shit and take it home, like I wanna get fucked up. Like I don't wanna come in and buy a four pack of 5% lager. You know, I want real fucking beer. So they, once they, when they shifted to that to go, um, you know, uh, atmosphere, I think the ABV started going up, you know, because people were coming in and it's not the same. You're more willing to, to come in and buy four, four packs ranging from 7.5 to 11% when you're going to take them home and get fucked up and puke in your own toilet than if you are going to be hanging out at the bar and we know, call pulling a tongue to go home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think there are some damn phenomenal beers out there. And I'm so, like, this is this is actually the first one. The Key Lime Pie Sour is actually the first one I cracked open of the second box that Drew sent me. So, and I just wanted a sour. I wanted something different. I don't have any other sours in the fridge right now. Because, dude, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you the last time I've been down to, like, uh, Tripping Animals or anything like that, which is where I get my, typically buy, like, my you know sours from and I'm, I'm really leery of buying sours from a, a liquor store you know because they a lot of you know one thing i noticed is a lot of these companies still do not put dates on their fucking cans and if i'm gonna buy a sour i want it i want to know that that shit's like less than 30 days old and you know? talking about uh, talking about um sours uh i do i'm gonna be in boston tomorrow night i land at midnight uh i plan on going to trillium which uh i know kind of specializes in kind of farmhouse hails and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah, should be pretty good and um also treehouse yeah is about an hour away from where i'm staying cool so everyone's telling me there's no fucking way I go all the way up there and not go to Treehouse. So I'm really going to try my hardest, but ultimately I'm staying at a buddy of mine. So I can't make, you know, it's yeah, going yeah. to find to find arrangements to make a, to make a potential, you know, two to three hour round trip. But uh, tree, uh, Trillium for sure. Uh, Treehouse is to be determined. And uh, I will take plenty of notes and pictures for everyone for us to post. Are you right? Uh, are you right? What do you mean? What? You're flying up there? You're driving. Oh, flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I had some JetBlue credits that I needed to use. And also, oh, I'm going to be going to France in October. Beautiful. Awesome. So I've never been to a brewery in France. I'm really hoping this time I can actually make it to one. Hell yeah. Well, you better yeah. you do me a favor. That if you go, when you go to Trillium and or Treehouse, mm-hmm. you gotta, if they have anything in cans, you got to bring me back something if you can. Um, can I bring cans back? I can... yeah. no, no. But can I bring cans back in uh, in not checked in luggage? Yes. Okay. Oh no, not if you're bringing. So you're not bringing a carry. You're not bringing a check bag. You're only bringing yeah. A I'm only doing carry ons because they charge you an extra fifty bucks. Oh yeah, now you can't bring them. You can only yeah. bring. I mean, I mean listen, I'll bag. buy a can and I'll All drink right. it there, and I'll let you know how good it is. That's fine, you fucker. But I'm—I haven't been there in so long. Like I'm like, 
I'm done. The last time I had Trillium, anything was fucked, man. Like, uh, Steve, little Stevie, um, another one of Drew's buddies, sent me some Trillium, some some Bissell Brothers, and uh, some other half stuff, like, fuck, like eight months ago. That's the last time I got anything from up there. And that, because he's from, he's a New, New York or New Jersey. He might be in, like, the Boston, I think he's in, like, the Boston area. Or maybe Connecticut. I think Connecticut, like, that's Mac halfway between New York and... Uh, maybe he might be. Yeah, he's, like he's somewhere around there. But he uh, he sent me a bomb that he owed Drew. And why Drew had him send it to me, I don't know. I think he had... Oh, you know why? Because I think he was loaded up on beer and I was, like, empty. And he was like, here, send this to my buddy Luke. So he sent it to me. And, it, I mean, it had some fucking fire brewers in it. And I was like... Yeah. A couple of the ones that were like my favorites were the tr- I've got an autumn from Trill- well, hey listen hang on sorry to cut you off you know what I'm thinking of don't you you have a commercial FedEx thing right no oh you I thought you did my bad because I was gonna say if you want I can always ship you some back nah, I can I call you from there and you tell me what you want I send it back to you yeah we just ship fucking we just ship fucking beer USPS so okay well you let me know if you want to do that too I'm not opposed to doing that if I can't bring it via luggage all right, cool. Yeah, they're not, they're not, um, you're obviously not supposed to, like, they're, you know, I mean, you're not supposed to, just, but fuck, I mean, we ship bombs all day, every day, and free country, bro. We can ship beer if we want to. Fuck these people. I know. Oh, damn, homie brought the fucking reinforcement. Uh-oh. This guy's bringing two, 24, uh, two, two, four packs. Oh, uh, I don't, uh, come on in, jump in, put the headphones on, Tim. Tim's jumping on. Nope. Well, pour, pour a beer, but we want to know what you brought. We have a special guest. We're having a boys' night because I'm about to uh, spend a weekend with a lady. So, <laughs> um, oh, uh, I spend every day right, with straight ahead. You straight ahead. No, no, other ahead on your right. Sorry, other on your right. Head. Other head. Yeah. Uh, get the Colonel Craft beer glass. You got it. Cool. Uh, I'm good for now. Listen, uh, I spend every day with four ladies, so you're not special. Well, that always reminds me of the of the Juro Again special where he talks about when Bruce became Caitlyn. <laughs> uh, and how when you live in a house with four women, if your manhood is a mound of marbles every day, these four women just take one marble each. And eventually your mound... And that's your manhood just slowly disappearing because you're always around these four girls just taking one marble at a time. Just one marble. Oh they see, no, you got no marbles left. And that's all your manhood right there. Just fucking gone. Then next thing you know, you get your dick lobbed off and fucking big, Bob's your big, uncle. Big, you know what I mean? Tits, yeah. yeah. And then, you run, for governor, and then you run for governor of California. You know what I mean? And then you also murder someone. As a yeah, as a conservative that doesn't necessarily believe in trans right. God damn, like you can't even write that shit. The microphone is right behind you. Can you hear me? Can you hear everyone? Uh, hang on. Can you hear? Yeah, go ahead. Put it in. Can you hear now? Now? Can you hear? Yeah. Uh, cool. Oh, God, he's sitting on the dog toy. <laughs> and then just get the mic in front of your pretty face and here we go. Let's send it. You're good. Luke, you still here? Uh, I'm back. 
Hang well, on, technical was... difficulties. I gotta, I gotta mic him up. Hang on one sec. All right. Oh, this is my favorite bitch. Sit back. Did you guys hear that? Yes, you better have. Uh, live opening up a, a, a can here. I might have to make I might have to make love to this beer. So, holy shit! Barrel of Monks, which is local Pompano, right? Uh, it's a mocha quadruple ale with coffee and cocoa nibs. What's it called? Uh, mocha quad. Oh, it's called mocha quad. Yeah. It's pretty, it pours real thin, like a dark amber brown color. Nice. Uh, if it's a quad, I would guess it's probably pretty strong. It's, a, it's probably a Belgian. It's probably like 11.8 or 12%. Yeah, which is shocking because I feel like they're typically a little bit thicker. It's Boca Raton. Um, Boca Raton. Uh, Go ahead, Tim. Send it. You'll do the honors. 10.5. 10.5. I just cracked open a green cheek. Uh, clutter of Spiders West Coast IPA. What do you and think? Fucking delicious. Yeah, that's not the quad. It's delicious. Well. So, I think I'm probably hey. going to get my balls in it. And, uh... It's dangerously good. Okay, good. I'm finishing my PA and then we'll go from there. You said you're clapping some cheeks, by the way? What'd you say you're doing? Yeah, I'm cluttering some spiders. It's called, this one's called Wolfing Spiders. No, it's called Clutter of Spiders. West Coast IPA from Green Cheek. It is shockingly, I thought it was higher ABV. It's 6.8. Okay, well, on the low low side, but... It's so, it's damn fucking good. I'm about to dip my balls in this beer and go get my wife to lick it off. <laughs> you know what's funny is I I don't when you when you say clutter spiders, I think of those baby spiders on the back of the moms, and then you tap the mom and a billion yeah. baby spiders go everywhere. Yep. So it doesn't sound super appealing to me, but it's a, definitely is- a weird ass name for a beer, and then it has a little like thought bubble coming from the parrot's head, and it says, "I hate spiders, but I love IPAs." And it's um, what is what's the name of the brewery again? Green cheek. It's the one that has the green parrot. I keep thinking of Green Bench, and I'm like, I know it's not Green Bench. You didn't say Green green Cheek. But I had I had some Green Cheeks uh, during the the yeah the Christmas Christmas. yeah yeah, Christmas. They're from Orange, California. So damn good. One of my favorite breweries. He sent me like a mixture this time. Four monkish. Three green cheek, and of the three green cheek, he sent me. He sent me two triples. This West Coast, and then he sent me that um, grains of virtue uh, key lime pie sour. Pretty damn good, fucking man. Kind of wild though. 
Yeah. I love a good mixture, though. You know what I mean? It's like... All, and, I, and, dude, I love Barrel of Monks. It's one of my favorite breweries. Like I said, my I used to work at Redcon 1, and it used to be right next door to them. And <laughs> I they, don't know. What? Then it might be super popular of me saying this, uh, but... Um, I don't know how I feel about Barrel Monks. I've, I've never had a beer that I didn't like, but I've also never had one that I didn't want to try. That's that true. You know what I'm no, that's true. And I actually don't necessarily really remember. Uh, you're fine. You're good. Don't worry. This couch is fucked anyways. Tim is like throwing microphone stands over, spilling beer <laughs> on the brown couch. It's like... I think... Listen, Tim, it's not the casting couch. Put your balls away. <laughs> I can't even hear, Tim. Is it my phone? Hang on. No, it is. Oh, you just, you just fucked it up, didn't you? <laughs> what were you saying about Barrel Monks? No, I was saying that, uh, like, when I've gone there, like, I've, I've just never had a beer that I didn't want to try. So they have a lot of, they have a lot of, they do... So Barrel Amongst does a lot of traditional beers. Like you're not going to walk into Barrel Amongst and try and, and find an IPA. They do Wits, they do um, farmhouse sales, they do Belgians, they do quads, they do. Um, I'm just trying to think of you know some of the styles that they'll do, like farmhouse sales, saisons, you know things like that. Yeah, and uh, he actually brought two things. So he brought this. I've never heard of a of a of a fucking coffee, Belgium. Uh, but he also brought Super Wizard. Yeah. Coconut pineapple, and that's an Imperial Wheat. Yep. I'm guessing it's Imperial because it's 10%, but I've never heard of him. Oh, yeah. I've heard of Imperial Styles. I've heard of Imperial IPAs. Yep. But never an Imperial Wheat. Yeah, anytime anytime they call something an Imperial, it's always above 8% ABV. So they'll do like like Orange County uh, OBP has a beer called Orange, the Orange County Pilsner um, squared. And that one is like 10% ABV and you can find that shit. They, dude, they sell that thing. It's like a honey, uh, it's like a honey uh, pale ale or a honey blonde ale or whatever. And they sell that shit in Target. It's like 10% ABV. I'm like, so whenever, you know, if you're, God, I got the hiccups. If you're in the fucking mood, and you just want to get fucked up, it's an easy, reasonably cheap beer to go buy, and it's 10%. Right. And it's, it's decent. It's not, like, the most the worst beer. It's like that one. What was the one that we that you bought, too, that I got, that I got at Publix, that was, like, the... It was the Blue Point uh, something sunlight one. It was, like, 9.4%, and it was damn good. It was, like, an, it was like a light, like, zesty orange, like, you know... Uh, um, like pale ale and it was like 9.4% so it was like fucked you up but it actually tasted good and it was easy to drink nice. and it was only and it was like 9.99 at Publix for a six pack yeah you gotta love those yeah she can't yeah. beat that shit fuck no so, for sure but this clutter of spiders is fucking perfect nice clear see through IPA break, I looked at a break mushroom. it up look at a mushroom go ahead of my hang on Tim wants to say something he's struggling with the mic here what Tim? bring it up <laughs> Bring it up to your lips. How much? Uh, you- I was just—I was gonna say, I paid thirty-five bucks for eight beers at Barrel of Monks, and uh, did you actually buy them from Barrel of Monks? Yeah. 
Okay, cool. That's probably why, because they don't normally, those two I've never seen like out at Total Wine or anything like that. So that's probably yeah, like, like in-house only. Yep, exactly. Yeah, but they're good. Um, yeah. Do you live close to there? Yeah, I live a few miles away. All right, cool. Yeah, I literally, I think their address is like 1131 Rogers Circle, and I used to work at 1141 Rogers Circle. And then literally the same building, but like two doors down from them. So I used what? to go there quite often after work and get fucked up. Yeah, I've, I've gone there, but that's the thing. I think the last time I actually went to Barrel Monks, I want to say, was potentially 20, 2016. Yeah, probably I'm, December. I haven't been there since 2018. That's December 2016, I think, is the last time I went there. I Maybe I've been there one more time, but oh, you know, I may have. I think I've gone there once after that. But yeah, they were actually doing a motorcycle event, which I I love motorcycling and I love drinking beer, and they don't go together very well. Though they don't go together very well. So when I hear of a motorcycle thing <laughs> that's at a brewery, I'm like, oh boy, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Right, yeah, seriously. But no, thank you, Tim, for bringing these. That's awesome. I'm I, just so you know, because you, you come over and you bring the beers, that means you got to leave them here. You can't take them home with you. Yeah, I actually <laughs> pondered that before I, before I I'm came kidding. In. I'll definitely let you take them home. Whatever we don't drink, it's all yours. I'm not going to fucking hold your $35 worth of beer hostage. <laughs> I'm like that asshole, too. I've gone to parties where I bring booze, and then the next morning I, like, walk out with it. People are like, you doing this right now? Seriously? I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I bought it. I'm taking it home. <laughs> we barely touched it. That's, when I was young, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. But, yeah. you know, sometimes I do ponder in my head. I'm like... Man, I brought a six-pack. There's almost five left. Mm, <laughs> there's plenty of other shit. They don't need my expensive stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's good. I mean, I accepted the fact that maybe I wasn't no. going home. No, you're, you're taking them home. I'm probably going to... I'm gonna, Honestly, the next one, I'm just going to split with you, and then everything else you can have, I, I got to be... Oh, by the way, you want to hear the fun and flirty thing I'm doing for uh, during my flight to Boston tomorrow? Because I'm cheap as fuck. On that uh, flirty thing. So, what are you riding there in your underpants? No, no. But I should wear my gray. I should wear my gray joggers of no underwear because that's kind of my go-to my go-to move when at the airport to establish dominance. Um, <laughs> with TSA, They're like, sir, something popped up on the scan. I was like, let me guess, it's my dick. And like, it is right in that vicinity. And I'm like, you can't pet me down. Daddy <laughs> uh but um no uh I bring my own booze on board because I'm not trying to pay eight bucks for a fucking I bought three two ounce bottles of Tito's the, and the two ounce bottles of Tito's come in glass fucking containers. Oh wow. Which I hope that's not a problem, but also because I've te- pre-check, I don't think they they search me as thoroughly, so that's good. Yeah. But um, I brought three of them, and what I Does do is it matter because it's under four ounces. Can you bring? Yeah, them but I don't know if you can have glass. Oh, I guess I guess if you bring colognes, most of them are in are in glass containers, so yeah. that's true. Uh, but um, I brought three of them, so what I do once I you know, past security, I usually get a bottle of OJ or, a, you know, an $8 tiny bottle of OJ of cranberry juice. I take a couple big sips out of it. I go inside the bathroom like a fucking animal and then I'll dump out the vodka in it. Um, so I don't have to buy for drinks. And then I end up drinking in the first 20 minutes and then I still have to get a drink on the flight. 
So, my yeah. favorite, my favorite beer that I used to get all the time from Barrel of Monks was called Quadraphonic, and it was a ten point five percent Belgian quad. It's one of their base beers that they usually have it all the time. Yeah, so, uh, that was one of my favorite ones. That and Parade of Souls are probably my two favorites from them, and I've had a bunch of them. I'm looking at my, I'm literally looking at my untapped list, and it's like. 25 different beers from barrel barrel monks so yeah i've been there quite a few times that was uh we actually went there once after we uh packed up boxes for black friday and it was like six o'clock and the bosses and that took like all of us over there and just i mean they i mean they ended up keeping the place open like two hours past closing for us just because the bosses were spending so much money and uh, I don't know what that tab looked like at the end, but I know there were some hookups that night that shouldn't have happened with some married people and people from the warehouse and all kinds of crazy shit went down. And I woke up at home the next morning, not quite sure how I got there. <laughs> oh my God. Which was not a good thing, especially driving an hour home from Boca. I was like, I don't know how the hell I made it back. There. Oh God, yeah, yeah. dude. But <clears throat> that was the last sketchy venture that I've ever you know, encountered and that was probably one of the reasons why I don't work at that place anymore. <laughs> That's good. Um, I also, I did, I did, because, you know, we, we absolutely love recording in special locations. Um, I, I got a special request from one of my brother's friends if we would go down to Riverside Market and record an episode there with him. So he would, oh, that's, remember, well, you, he, he was on that failed episode where the sound came out super junky. Mm -hmm. The kid that was like actually pretty knowledgeable. Reno, he wants to, he wants to ask if he could be back on and if we would go down to Riverside, get some food and record an episode down there. Earlier when he saw I was recording a podcast, so. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't mind going to Barrel Monk and record there and, you know, I'd love to do every couple months, maybe we could do like an on location because I also yeah. love recording from my couch. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty oh, comfortable yeah. the way I, I have it set up. I enjoy, I enjoy both, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. I mean, it's being able to move around and actually function like yeah. a human being makes a big difference. No, no, for sure. To and I, but I'm, I'm excited you're better so you can come out to the birthday stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That's going to be fun. Uh, it's definitely an awesome tap room, and they've renovated it, made it nicer, like, since probably the last time you were there. So, And they're usually really cool about... Um, you know recording and stuff in there like i mean we they used to go there and let us they would open up in the middle of the day and let us record commercials in the tap room because it was such a cool environment and all kinds of shit for the company so they're uh the, the staff and stuff there are really cool and it's they always have badass food trucks and stuff so it's definitely a cool spot to hang out and uh you know have some beers and like and they don't have a huge tap list because their palate is you know their their available palate is typically limited but they do have some damn good beers and it's it's definitely worth uh and, worth and, them out. and i know we've been going long but we're also doing a lot of catch-up i want to throw tim on the spot and actually ask him to talk about his favorite beers and kind of what he likes to do while i go get some clean glasses for the next round and put the other beers in the fridge. Okay. Come on, let us know what you like, Tim. <laughs> Actually, um, Barrel of Monks, I mean, we're since we're still on that, uh, they have a single out now, and I was actually trying to figure out what it was called because I just got it the other day at World of Beer. A single, a single Belgian? Yeah, Belgian single hail, I guess. Um, well, it's just food. Yeah, yeah, I guess I get Belgian. Yeah. 
that's yeah i used to i used to like ipas when i first started drinking beer and then i discovered the belgians and i just started to prefer them hell yeah it all depends dude it it depends like for me it just depends on what i'm in the mood for like it doesn't really matter i'm a fan of everything you know i mean i like farmhouse ales i like sours i like you know nice hyphen wise and once in a while or a pilsner it doesn't matter it really just depends on what i'm in the mood for and a lot of that depends upon what i'm eating where i'm at who i'm with or what i start with so if i start with like an ipa then i'll typically be on an ipa cake if i start with a sour then i'll typically be on a sour cake you know just the uh, are you talking about the number 99 the belgian blondale no no they actually have some sours on here now. They the single in paradise and fruited sour, which is good. I've never, I well actually I'm lying. I have had their start. S. Oh my I, god, this is so fucking good. What is? Oh my god, it's like a juice. It's like a mango juice. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I don't taste mango. I don't taste pineapple or coconut in it. I literally taste tray mango juice. Oh wow, dude! They even. They've even since done a double IPA called Just to Prove a Point. And I think they did that on purpose because a lot of people were breaking their balls saying they couldn't brew an IPA. And yeah, they, but did, it, they did in New England too, uh, Endless Enigma. Yeah, it tastes coconut. And, you taste coconut and, in and, there? And pineapple. Just taste mango. Why you going to make me... Um, hang on. Wow, touch my balls. She Belgian blonde. Oh my god, there's so it's about my my people. There's something else to it. I can't put my finger on it. Horse semen. No. What's that? <laughs> I don't I, I don't really taste coconut either. I think I think I think it is from a horse's testicles. Oh my god. Jesus. Um, but it's great. It's super good. But yeah, I can there's definitely I, I can taste some of the strongness in this beer. This feels almost like um so what is that one? Strong it's uh it's the the super wizard, it's the co- Imperial, it's super Imperial, wizard, Imperial. pineapple imperial wheat. It tastes wheat. yeah, it tastes like a strong ale. You know what I mean? Like it's got kind yeah. of that, that fortified yeah, I got you. kind of thing in it. Um, like I don't, I don't, it's not malt. It's a, a this Titanic tropical twist on our flagship uh, found our wizards trading in his signature robe and board shorts and flip flop casting spells of spunkering pineapple and silky okay. spoof Co- coconut. Coconut pineapple super wizard. Yeah. <laughs> says it's a wheat beer slash wheat wine yeah but it tastes i mean it, it tastes it tastes imperial you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it's uh it's good shit but it's it definitely has a little bit of action you know what that i think about it you know how i was talking about that tropical civil society beer that i had oh the one that uh, you have the one that you have is actually the mocha quadraphonic yes quadraphonic yeah it might say mocha quad like on it but it is mocha quadraphonic and that's the mocha version of my favorite beer i put the i put them in the fridge yeah yeah they they started getting 
Yeah, that's uh, a Boca version of my favorite beer from them. Okay, what are they saying about it? What are people saying about it? Because I... It has, I, it has no ratings yet. Oh, interesting. Damn, dude, you got that new new. Yep. Yeah, that I dude doesn't a, fuck dude, around. They, they, they did a 20... A 2021 Incredible Wizard, which is a wheat beer, wheat wine. It's 20% ABV. I want that, like, right now. Oh, dude, that might be too... Oh, by the way, I was putting the beers away, Luke, and I when I was digging, putting them kind of towards the back, We still, I still have that mead you brought me back that we have to open together. Oh, and I, I apologize. I ended up drinking that entire bottle of natural rosé without you, but I'm sorry. That's fine. You're not... You're definitely... Not hurting my feelings or shrinking my testicles. <laughs> good. Uh, and it was pretty good, but I don't remember it because I was. I can't of... find. I can't find a. They don't have a a single Belgian on here anywhere. I don't know. They have a lot of Belgian wheats, which is, it says, or a Belgian blonde, like the busted butterfly. Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. No, I'm trying to find one that uh, Tim was mentioning. Yeah, I'm trying to. I went to the World of Beer website just to see if I could find it. I can't get their uh, beer. They list. have Takata Amber Ale, Saint. Yeah, so many. There's so many. They're so high. Like the ABVs are like ridiculous. Well, right now I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm re- looking at old to new, or new to old, and it's like what? can't find it anywhere. Ah, whatever. I was just trying to. <clears throat> I'm actually, I'm really interested the love and passion love street Blondale. No. Summertime single. Um. No, sorry, we're trying to mess with the volumes. What about a dry hop single? It's not. Oh, you mentioned it was a single, right? Could it be dry hop single? Is that the name of it? Or yeah, yeah. It, says, it says Belgian pale ale, four point five percent. This was like a 4.2, maybe. Oh, so then, yeah, that might be it. 4.5, 4.2. I mean, the, the numbers kind of look the same. Yeah. Let me see. Below four and a half. Like, I purposely got a, like a fairly weak beer. Yeah. True. I don't I don't know what that's like, because I... No checking from World of Beer on here, so I have no idea. They yeah. Even did a hard, they, these fuckers even did a hard cider. I mean, a hard seltzer. Oh, they did? Top, top secret hard seltzer project, 5%. And it was a. Uh, it's got 19 check-ins, but nobody actually rated it. Drinking Bros is is about to release their uh, their their eight percent ninety five calorie seltzer that they did in partnership with Tactical Brewery in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty excited because I've I I've not had a bad beer from from Tactical myself. Oh, wow. So. Um, I know they're going to be doing for sure like a lemon lime, so like a Sprite flavor, yeah. um, a mango, I think a strawberry shortcake. Um, cool. But I would I would love to try the mango one for sure. The one from Barrel of Monk says it's a mojito. Ooh, that sounds, that sounds, Ooh, that sounds great, actually. I, I am a sucker for mojitos. It says 4.5% ABV, undistinguishable from a classic mojito. Ooh, that sounds good. It's uh, it's probably, the problem is, I like my mojitos on the sweet side. I know some yeah. people like them drier, more seltzery. Yeah. Um, I like mine really minty and sweet. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Just trying my dad to makes a bunch of mojito, single, actually. Single in Havana is another Belgian blonde. <clears throat> 
That's the um, one. Pretty sure. Oh, single. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. We hey, figured that, it out. That one's they've had forever, and that's one that you can get in Total Wine, ABC. They carry it. It's been around. You can even buy that in Publix. Yeah, that was the first time I saw it. Yeah. It's I, good. I mean, it's a good, just solid, low ABV, decent beer. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, I mean, I personally, you can't go wrong with too many. Father Christmas was another one that was absolutely amazing. It's a spiced herb beer that I got a 22 ounce bottle from their uh, cooler one time and took it home. It was uh, like 20 bucks for a bottle. So it's a little, you know, on the pricey side or whatever, but I mean, just amazing. If you like spiced, like holiday style beers, it was incredible. It's one of those ones where you almost, you drink it and you're almost like, I wonder what this will taste like warmed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. As like a, almost like a hot cider or something like that. Like, remember the one that I had, the 9.5% hot cider that I had at Two Tides when we were in Savannah? Well, when I was in Savannah, but... Yeah, it was like, uh, when we, I'm like, I'm not your wife, dude. I think (laughs) you're getting confused with somebody else. I know, I was here with my my five, my four beautiful women. Um, uh, What's the... I, like, I think I had a, I think I had the Sam Adam Christmas lager, and I'm not big on the on the Christmassy spice stuff. Yeah, it all depends. Like some of them, because they they can take different routes. Like some of them go more nutmeg, some of them go more cinnamon, some of them go more like apple. You know, like some of them. I mean, it's it's weird. There's a lot of different. Some of them have that. What's that? Uh. What are the what are the what's the flavor that they put on those the snowflake looking cookies that they make? Uh, Ginger snap, kind of, but it's it's almost like licorice, like that licorice flavor. Oh, and, I don't. I like the licorice. Anisette, uh, I think is what it's called. Anisette. Yeah, well, in France, you drink a uh, pastis, which is kind of like a. It's similar to. It's like a little bit ouzo ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mix it with. You put it on ice, and then you. It's it's kind of a thick slightly yellow liquor uh-huh. you put it over rice and then you water it down and as you water it down it thins out and becomes kind of a creamy white color mm-hmm. and it just gets lighter and lighter as you as depending on how strong you you water uh, depending on how much you water it down right. i'm actually a big fan of that i i feel like those kind of licorice flavors kind of numb my mouth out and i enjoy that feeling actually yeah I, dude, I, I like it too, and that's that's probably one of my more favorite like flavors, and that's actually the Father the Father Christmas has that like anisette like style flavor, and I like it a lot because I'm a bit I'm a big like black licorice fan and like stuff like that. So for me, I enjoy that stuff where you know I'm the, I'm the one in the house where like the kids get the jelly beans and they're picking out the black ones. Black ones. Tim, what did you think? I want to say something about the the super. Uh, yeah, go. The super wizard, but I want to hear what he says first before I say anything. What did you think of that? What do you think of that? Uh, it was it was tasty. It was it was um, you know a little smoother than the first beer I tried. Then the um, then the coconut then the, the coffee the one mocha quad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I like beers like that with the fruit flavors inside. You know, like. I um, I like can't it. drink too many of them. That's but, the thing. It's yeah. and especially now it's warming up. It's and the it's, same with the mocha quad too. Like I can't. It tastes like a. You I know can't what? Drink more than a couple. Like I, that's like yeah. A it tastes like, almost. Yeah, it tastes like um, you know when you have like a like a fortified beer, like a almost like a malt liquor as to what like a a, a 
a light American ale is, mm-hmm. um, it has this sort of like fucking kind of pungent, like booziness to it that, um, you know, like the 9.6% yeah, civils don't have that. This oh. is like kind of hard to drink. It's okay when it's ice cold out of the fridge, but as soon as it gets anywhere near warmer than that, it gets harder and harder to put it down, I think. That's Which true. one? The first one or the second one? Both of them. I Both think, of them. They get oh, really? Yeah. But they are. Yeah. It's not even. It's just show. that kind of that heaviness in your in your tongue and stomach, and that warmness and that liquor, that boozy kind of. Like I said, that it's yeah, it's it's weird. It's not like a. It's not like a heavy stout. It's not like a like a high proof IPA. Right, right. It's uh. It almost tastes like a like a almost like that kind of booziness that a cheap strong liquor has. Right. I got you. I know exactly yeah. what I'm Yeah, so that's kind of how I feel. Cause I'm I'm literally I poured myself three quarters of a of that Matthews brewing, you know, cup that we brought back from the anniversary. Yep. It was th- it was fill up a little bit over three quarters and now I'm like down to a quarter of it. And I have to take very small sips every time. Um, so that's taking an awfully straight return because you guys both out of the gate ice cold you were like oh these are amazing and now you're like eh, I don't know. even if they start warming up it's it's definitely a bit of a struggle gotcha. and, and this is saying that I mean do you think they were cold enough to begin with well they no I don't think well I mean, they, they traveled from, truck, you know, yeah from they Boca. traveled from Boca and then you know they sat on the floor for 10-15 minutes before I ran and stuck them back in the fridge so so they're ones uh, that need to be like ice ice cold like this is yeah these are definitely you need to toss them like in the ice in the ice right. here for a little while and let them chill on some cold ass ice for like 15 minutes and then drink for sure have a koozie. yeah or in <laughs> yeah put them in like uh if you have one of those you know insulated yeti koozies or whatever that like really keeps it out cold would definitely help you have a uh, sweet water you know tie-dyed rainbow koozie dude i know right <laughs> i do plan on bringing you something back to from that's cool I either both it. or or at least whichever one i end up going to if they if they have a 3xxxx t-shirt from either one i'll take that Okay, cool. You got it. Um, you rather a shirt than anything else? I, I mean, a hat would be my favorite because I I'll wear okay. hats. Hats, okay. hats are beautiful to me because it doesn't matter how fat you get, you can always pretty much wear a hat. But when, <laughs> but when it comes to t, well, the problem with t-shirts and breweries is that breweries for some reason feel like they need to buy the tightest t-shirts they can possibly find. So even if like American Apparel, dude, even if it is a three XL, it'll fit like a like a medium. And I'll and I'll end up like tearing the sleeves off and cutting it in half and tying it into like a banana hammock. I don't even know, you know what I mean? It's like uh, they drive me crazy. Like I don't get it. Like and I saw yeah. something about this on Hayes Boys on uh on the on Instagram the other day where he was talking about like how breweries are like buying like these like hemp shirts, you know, that are like the tiniest like female looking shirts that they can possibly buy to put their logo on. And then they wonder why no guys buy those t-shirts because they don't fit right. And every brewery you walk into now uses Square to check out, you know, to, and I, why Square is an issue. I, there must be some backstory to that that I know nothing about because, I mean, as long as you can take my card, what does it matter how you process my money? I could give two shits. I mean, if anything, you're probably just paying a higher percentage because Square sucks. 
But at the end of the day, that were their that was their two gripes in this little like mini episode thing they did back and forth. And then for like two days after that, they had like all these different memes pop up with like people holding up like a tight t-shirt with a circle around it and a line through it. And then a square logo with a circle around it and a line through it. And I was like, sometimes if you don't know the backstory to those Hayes boys things that he posts all the time, you can get lost very, very quickly. <laughs> but apparently, cause apparently something happened with 450 North again, where they got, they either got caught low ABV and stuff again, or I don't know exactly what it was, but their name was back in the headline for some reason again, a couple weeks ago. So Interesting. yeah, I just laughed about it. I didn't read too much into it cause I really didn't care. Cause after they lost all credibility to me after the first time they screwed us all over. And you know, it's one thing to be a local up there and have it be the only brewery for 40 miles of your house. And you know, you go there every weekend and drink beers and know the owners and hang out with them. I get it. You want to support them. You want to defend them. You want to do whatever. But when you're someone like me, who's in South Florida and the only way I've ever gotten the beer is by trading off for it or paying, you know, two times the price for a can to get it in my hands only to find out that for years they've been shafting all of us and lying about the ABVs by, by you know, 30, I mean, 70%, you know, because they're telling us these beers were eight and a half and 10% ABV and come to find out they were 2.5 and 3% ABV. And it's like, and their, their excuse was all, oh, we were calculating the ABVs before we added the fruit puree. And it's like, come on, man, you can't be that stupid. No, yeah. no human alive can be that dumb to think... That's like pouring out a glass of bourbon and being like, all right, as this bourbon sits, it's, it's, you know, 45% alcohol, but let me pour in six ounces, six ounces of Coke and that's not going to, but it's still 45% ABV. No, it's not. Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. So it's like, you know, science, baby. Exactly. So I just, you know, after that whole thing, I'm not saying that I would never drink their beer again. I just stopped seeking it out. So and I still have people that would send it to me once in a while. Like I have a buddy that's in Indiana and every once in a while he'd throw one in on the package for me. And they've always been good. I've never, I've yet to have a bad beer from them. Actually, actually one of my favorite beers of all time came from them. I actually have the the label on my desk. It's a, it was a 12% quadruple IPA called Phoenix Tears when they were doing the uh, Harry Potter series. And I'll tell you what, man, to this day, it's still one of my favorite IPAs of all time. So damn good beer. But, you know, it's like, that's like buying a Corvette and they tell you it's 500 horsepower. You get in and press the gas and you're like, this kind of feels like a Yugo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got potential 500 horsepower, but you need to press five buttons and also get it unlocked from the government because, you know, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just I stopped giving two craps about that brewery last year when all that shit went down. And the uh, so like I said, when I saw because it was a couple things back to back. I mean, first it was the ABV debacle, and then they were stealing some young ladies like artwork off of uh, Instagram. It was like her her you know uh, copyrighted artwork, and they were using it for their labels. And it wasn't until they did it like the third or fourth time that she finally found out because one of her friends actually saw a beer label and sent it to her and said, isn't this your picture? And she was like, yeah, where'd you find that? And she was like, oh, well, this beer company is using that picture on their label. So then she went back and like looked at their IG and found like four other can can arts that they had done where they had stolen her artwork off of Etsy. 
and used her artwork to do the canes. And it was like, and I think that, and ultimately, you know, it became a whole big thing and they went back and forth with them for a while, but ultimately they ended up settling with her and like paying her, you know, X amount of dollars or whatever to, for the use of her artwork. But it was just ridiculous because it was like back to back, you know, first it was the ABV debacle and then it was them stealing this young girl's artwork. And it was like, you know, what more does this brewery have to do for people to stop trusting them? <laughs> you know? So, <clears throat> but again, that's uh, neither here nor there. You can choose to support them or move on. And I just moved on, so I could care less. But there's yeah. plenty of great breweries elsewhere to drink beer from. So, well, fuck. There's a fuck ton of them. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we're still hyping it up. I mean, there's some coming, too. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> so, just saying. Fighters, uh, West Coast IPA, absolutely fantastic. I just finished it. I mean, I'm... What is that? Found it in the bathroom, so you decided to bring it here. She brought me a chunk of what looks like a tiger's tooth. No, I'm joking. She... I think it was something to do with the... What? Why? Why would you bring it to me then? Because you took my focus off of what I was doing. So anyway. I'm not being... Sure. Shit, sorry. I'm... I'm... Oh, God. Continue. Fuck. I'm... What are you doing? I'm... I'm, uh... Checking out my flight. I forgot. <laughs> Well, Should have checked in like an hour and a half ago. Oh, you're fine. Tomorrow. Yeah. When is your flight? Tomorrow at midnight? I land at midnight. Oh, you land at midnight. Okay, cool. She picked 24 Well, hours. look, we've been on here for like an hour and almost 40 minutes. Holy crap. So I'm going to go hang out with my fans. I got to try to pack us. Pack. I got to try to pack. So we, we bought a couch. The general consensus is we didn't like it. I love seat. So we're repackaging it to put it back. But the problem was that the cushions came vacuum sealed because they were, and they were like smashed down. So we bought these vacuum seal bags to try to vacuum seal them back down so we could fit it into the same box to ship it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not quite working out the way that we had hoped. So I'm gonna go help my wife and we're gonna attempt together to try to get this thing into the same box so we can tape it up and send it back so we don't have to spend a ton of money trying to get somebody else to package the damn thing up in a bigger box for us. So, having said that, enjoy your beers. Thank you. I think have fun hanging out. You, you know, you two gentlemen, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Definitely don't touch anybody's lower body parts, please. That's a lie. So that's totally something you would do. So I'm going to do the same thing you would. I'm going to touch his dick. Listen, that's you know, it is what it is. It's you know, and do do everything in the name of Barrel of Monks, and make sure you tag them and all your. They were for all the wrong decisions that were about. But anyway, uh, it was awesome, dude. I'll get this posted up tomorrow so we can try to get back on track. And I'm, looking, I'm honestly looking forward to your birthday. I gotta, I gotta go back. And oh, it's gonna be a blast, dude. And and bring the family too. If you guys want to, if you want to bring your daughters or your wife to Saturday night, feel free. If right, you cool. you're, you guys are all invited to brunch the next day, I'm probably gonna try to get the. I'm trying. I'm gonna try to get the count by probably middle of next week. So no no right. rush finding out which one you can go to, but. Everyone's invited, and I just need to make the reservations for lunch. All right, cool. Well, I will talk to them and see what the deal is, and I'll let you know. Cool. And also, uh, since I know you're a, a tiny bit disabled, um, for the Saturday night, it might involve a little bit of walking on our part, so we'll tell you to meet us somewhere halfway. All right, cool. Where we can kind of 
it'll be easier for you to park and, and go from there. Sounds good, dude. Well, see, we'll see how I am by then. Hopefully, yeah. if things keep going in this direction, I'll be good. So. But, Perfect. Cool. All right, brother. Cool, bro. All right, man. Yeah. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>